and welcome aboard to Everybody Ships Us. I'm Shelley Norfleet. I'm Bonnie Dolan. And we are best friends and roommates and that's it. We know everybody not so secretly ships us, which gave us a brilliant idea. We decided to date for one hour each week right here in our living room and see where it leads. Because what is dating if not investing your time, your energy, and your heart into a relationship with your favorite person? Yeah. What is dating if not, I don't know, making wild accusations about movies you haven't watched? So let's do this. But we're not dating at all. How's your week, man? My week has been a little bit of a mixed bag. I am just generally exhausted. Mm. So it's been making my brain get a little bit funky. Yeah. But not in like a super low funky, just in a like, mm, yeah, kind of funky. What's keeping you exhausted? I think the mental energy behind all the jobs that I'm doing outside of the actual work I'm doing, because I go to sleep thinking about like the things that I need to do tomorrow or the things I should have done today. I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night worried about like, oh, I forgot to send this email for for this job. And so I'm just outside of the actual physical work I'm doing. I am like thinking about it all of the time. And then sometimes because I'm doing that mental work, then I like don't have the energy to actually do the physical jobs. And then I panic about that. Right. It's like a cute little cycle. It's always tense. Yeah. But also you're not getting the work done. Mm -hmm. So then the amount of time you have to be tense is longer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I've done that. (laughs) It's awful. It's so bad. I don't know how to not do it. Yeah. Well, what if you were more intentional about like doing something for yourself that has nothing to do with work. If you actually like carved out time to do you, maybe that would refresh you. I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do things that I find interesting or fun or relaxing and just unwind with them. I do have a tendency though to kind of overdo it with mm. those and use it as a way to put off doing the things that I need to do cuz I'm like I'm doing this for me. Yeah. I am I'm like, this is for me. Self-care. Yeah. I'm taking care of myself. My therapist would be so proud. And like, yes, go off, queen. You are (laughs) taking care of yourself. And also Ellie would be so proud. Also Ellie would be really (laughs) proud. But I'm not um, fully relaxing because I'm realizing how much time I'm taking doing my things that I could be doing, like putting the work elsewhere. So I'm not fully enjoying those. I'm not getting things done. Oh, man. Um. And I'm just trapped in this little brain prison of mine. Cute. Isn't it? Cute little brain prison. Cute little brain prison. <laughs> I love that for you. I know. <laughs> um, but I was in my brain prison. The week has been pretty good. We celebrated Juneteenth on Sunday. Yeah, I did. And that was fun. Um, got to cook and make some a bunch of food and, and you know, list, absor- make my white friends absorb black culture. You did do that, yeah. <laughs> um, the black culture that we absorbed was Beyonce's homecoming special on Netflix, which, come on, uh, best thing to watch ever, yeah. any day of the year. Uh, uh, yeah. If I was in the kitchen. I wasn't really watching it because I was cooking um, because, you know, I was just the black woman's in the kitchen <laughs> cooking for the white people. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> 
I just didn't know how to have you guys help me because it was mostly like flavoring and stuff and I needed to do that myself. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was in the kitchen while you guys were watching it and I found myself just knowing all of the words and a lot of the dances. Dude, I noticed that. I noticed <laughs> you singing along to parts that I I was like, how does she know this song so well? Like this, these lyrics are rapid fast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think because before Homecoming, I wasn't like, I loved Beyonce, but I wasn't a fan where I like listened to more than her like singles and top hits. But then Homecoming came out and I listened to it religiously because it was incredible. And I guess I just, I picked it up. I knew even the, like the bugaboo parts where they were, <laughs> they were doing their chants. It was fun. It was cute. Mm-hmm. And then we did a picnic on the, that day. That's why I was cooking for our picnic, which was nice. It was lovely. My brain is not linear today. I mean, it's okay. When is it ever really? Right. But especially not today. Yeah. It's going to be a wild ride today. Yeah. Love that for us. So Juneteenth happened. Yeah. Did fun. you have a good day? I did though? have a good day. Okay. Yeah. Good. But before that, we went couch shopping the day before. Yes, we did. Because we're going to get a fucking new couch. We are going to get a new couch. At some point in our lives, it's going to happen. And that's, it's great. Yeah. Love it. Love that. Um, we know we've whittled it down to two. Yeah. That we love, we love them both. We love them both. I am, I am a little bit panicked about making this decision. Because what if we make the wrong one? What if I regret it? I don't think you're going to regret it on either. It's just going to be like, oh, the other one just I don't have. But the one we do get is going to be great. I know, but commitment issues. <laughs> but So we, we went to Living Spaces, the outlet. Yeah. And we tried so many couches. Our butt prints are on so many things. Yeah. Um, the outlet is connected to an actual Living Spaces store. And of course, the two couches that we fell in love with are in the actual Living Spaces store. Mm -hmm. So are they outlet prices? Absolutely not. No. Which is why we're not getting it yet. Yeah. No. We, I think, kind of both set a, a rough budget in our brains that I'm guessing was probably pretty close to the others. I think so. And both of these couches go over yeah. those budgets. The Prestige film is like 1400-ish. Mm -hmm. That's... Just a little bit more than I was willing to pay since we're splitting it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit more. <laughs> but the other one is, you know, 600 or 1600. Yep. And that's just a little bit more than <laughs> the Prestige Foam one. I know. And that's like a full recliner moment yeah. happening. All three recliners. It's just Sophie's Choice. I've never actually seen or read Sophie's Choice, but it's Sophie's Choice. <laughs> What was Sophie choosing between? Her children. What? Yeah. It's a Holocaust movie. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I've... Have you been making this joke a lot without knowing? I thought it was a rom-com. <laughs> one thing is Amanda Seyfried in it no <laughs> I don't think so Meryl Streep's in it okay which is probably where you got Amanda 
Seyfried in your mind. Yeah. Uh, I think I knew Meryl Streep was in it. I thought... Oh. I think I got it also mixed up with, like, letters to Juliet. (laughs) This is actually beyond (laughs) my capability. This is so fucking funny. I think I thought it was about, like... An older woman uh, who had a couple of lovers from the past. So also Mamma Mia, kind of. Uh-huh. And it's complicated. <laughs> and she wrote a letter to each of them to like proclaim her love. They got lost. Then somebody, some younger person found them, mailed them. And then she had two lovers that she had to decide between. And that was Sophie's choice. <laughs> because they both still had feelings for her. So, and came back to her life. <laughs> That's what I thought Sophie's choice was. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I have been saying that it's a Sophie's choice at really inappropriate times because I thought it was based off a rom com. Oh my god! (laughs) The thing is, people do say it at inappropriate times. Like, they do make comparisons to Sophie's Choice all the time, but it's like saying, like, oh my god, it's Sophie's Choice because, like, it's it's not an important decision at all. Mm -hmm. But, like, comparing it to this horrific decision. this movie see when I think when I've seen it done in like media and stuff I don't register that they're they're making fun of themselves or making fun of this like when they say like oh Sophie's choice I'm like oh yeah like the romantic comedy and not like oh this absolutely is not a Sophie's choice I don't (laughs) know Right, like, like, oh my gosh, two great options for who you want to be with for the rest of your life. Like, that's so choice. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I guess that is. Like, but it's, you know, tough because you don't want to, you know, regret your decision. Yeah, so the I what guess, if. Yeah, like Sophie, I, I, don't, I didn't see the end of the movie, but I'm guessing that Sophie always had that what if. <laughs> I'm talking about my romantic comedy version. <laughs> I just want to be clear. She probably did, though. (laughs) (laughs) I got this wrong in the worst way for so long. This is so funny. I cannot wait for you to watch that movie and then just be like slowly, slowly realize just how not a romantic comedy it is. We have to stop saying things, making references when we don't know, when Mm -hmm. we haven't seen the movie. 
Like, what was that thing that we kept saying? I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. And we just kept saying, neither one of us has seen the movie. No. So we looked it up finally, and that's the most harmless mm-hmm. movie reference to make if you don't know the movie. Yeah. Um, it. I feel like there are a lot of situations where it's really harmless if you just kind of ignorantly quote something or make a reference to a piece of pop culture that you haven't absorbed. Yeah. There are very few <laughs> that it will have repercussions. <laughs> um, and I'm learning. <laughs> this is one. <laughs> oh, man. If you could have said anything, you could, if, if it was like a cancer movie or something, <laughs> I would feel less like a piece of shit be like oh choosing between which of her kids to give like her her organ to you know Uh uh-huh but it's a holocaust movie (laughs) and i just said choosing between two couches and is it worse that i want to say choosing between these two couches the sofa's choice. <laughs> now that I have the knowledge that I have, uh-huh. I now still that needed to make this joke. You have to say sofa's choice. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's a really good joke. Thank you. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to hell, but I am really proud of it. Yeah. You're just be like patting yourself on the back as you like sail down to hell. Yeah. And I think it's even better now that I know the context. I've made the incorrect reference. I've learned the context. Yeah. I still made the joke. You still made the joke. There's your ticket to hell right there. There it is. Got it. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have some learning to do. <laughs> It just seemed like one of those rom-coms I didn't need to see. I also didn't right. see Letters to Juliet. Like, I don't even know what that is, to be honest. It's an Amanda Seyfried movie. Oh, I think, okay. I believe where she finds all these old letters people wrote to Juliet, like in Italy or something. Does she know Juliet? No. Okay. It was. It's like this thing that people would do, or at least in the movie, where they write letters about their love life to Juliet, hoping that she could like, kind of like, um, what's that? Ask... Oh, ask Abby or ask Abby. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, dear Abby, dear Abby. Yeah, but like Juliet, and then she like did something about the letters, probably. Okay, and then that kicked started a movie. Yeah, yeah, that uh, sounds cute. I want to watch that. It does sound cute. We should have a back to back movie watching. <laughs> letters to Juliet, Sophie's, Sophie's choice. <laughs> I think I also and got- then end it with Mama Mia. Mama Mia. So we get we get Amanda, we get Meryl, and then we get Amanda and Meryl. Yeah. Well, I think I also got a little bit of Julie and Julia mixed up in there <laughs> because of letters to Juliet. Well, because it's a Meryl Streep movie. I knew Meryl Streep was in Sophie's Choice. I didn't know if she was Sophie. Is she Sophie? Yes, because she makes the choice Be- between her children. children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I thought, you know, she was just an older woman that didn't have a lot of luck with love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
She's a very unlucky woman, I gotta say. I need to I need to look up just like the cover art for Sophie's Choice. <laughs> We're learning a lot on this podcast. Baroque facts. This is 1982? Yeah. I thought it was like 2000s. <laughs> I thought it was a 2000s rom-com. No. Ah! That is that is my favorite genre of movie, I gotta say. 2000s rom-com. My favorite genre of movie. This is completely traumatizing. <laughs> this is... I thought... I pictured the cover of the movie as like... <laughs> like a soft pink... <laughs> With curly letters. <laughs> and like Meryl crossing her arms and looking to the side. <laughs> I have never been so wrong about something for so much of my life. This is the greatest gift of my life. This is so funny. So we went to living spaces and found a couple of couches. <laughs> and now we're deciding between them. Yep. Unlike anything we've ever seen. No. no. We c- it cannot compare to any other thing. Nope. Nope. This decision is a very um, fortunate one that we get to make. Yes. And both results are great. And it ha- draws no parallels to any piece of media. That's correct. We're excited to make our decision. <laughs> Stay tuned. How was your week, Bond? <laughs> Well, it just got better. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this has now taken up so much of the episode that we can't cut around it. So everyone's going to hear this. I would never cut this out. (laughs) This is the funniest thing ever. Because it's an honest mistake. Like you, you genuinely would have never made that joke if you had known. I know. And I can't believe you didn't know because it's like so fully in pop culture. It's like such a great movie, such an important movie in cinema history. But no one ever talks about the movie. They only make reference to the title and the choice. That's right. That's right. They never really talk about the movie. They just make that joke. So I thought I knew everything I needed to know about the movie from the jokes that were being made. Uh-huh. Like the Godfather, you know, the horse head in the bed. Yeah. That's- Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. You come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. wedding. Like those are, sta- like, I don't We need don't to- need to watch the Godfather to no. know that. What's the, the silence of the lambs put, it puts the lotion on the bat, in the basket. Thing. I don't know, actually. Uh, I haven't heard uh, that one. I'm not very confident about that one. But I haven't seen that movie either. The, 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 what's in the box? What's in the box? But I know that one. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. The six? Seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> what? what movie is six, Shelly? Is that, is that based on the Broadway musical Six? No, um, six is about six individuals <laughs> who come together after finding out that they've been connected their whole lives Ooh. that they didn't know about, but they've always sensed. How are they connected? They experience things. They like almost a deja vu, but it's not them as the other person. Ooh, that's interesting. That's what I thought. So they like hot minds. They like 
experience something that somebody else is doing currently? Like, that's so Raven? <laughs> no, not quite. When something big and usually traumatic happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very serious film. They all experience it at once, oh. no matter who it is. So if somebody was was in a car accident, they all experience it as if it really happened to them. And then the people who weren't in the car accident like go like, what was that? Why did I think I was just in a car accident? Ooh. And go about their day. And then some probably scientist or, or whatever was like, hey, you're all connected through these experiences. Also, if one of you dies, you all die. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what's in the box? What, what happens for that line to be said? It's a good question. I never gave it any thought. I'm guessing, like, one of them is uh, a bad person or like a murderer or something. And okay. so they're like, the other people are experiencing this murder. Oh, okay. And they're like, what? There's like a dead body in the box. And they're like, what's in the box? Oh, because they, they don't see it. They just see the box. Yeah. And then they come out of the uh, vision and they're like, wait, what's in the box? <laughs> Yeah, that's how I envision it. Yeah. I'm making that part up, but the rest of it I genuinely thought was the movie Six, which what What's in the Box came from. Uh-huh. It's not close at all. Oh. Not at all. What's, what's Seven about? Seven is about a series of murders based on the seven deadly sins, and they're racing to find the killer. Oh. That sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> Has Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, mm. some other people that I can't remember right now, but mm -hmm. I remember those two, and I remember it being really good. I need to know how many other movies I've made assumptions about and have been wrong about. I know. Now I'm so curious. <laughs> we'll compile a list. Yeah, we'll make a list. We'll update you guys. Um, how was my week? <laughs> what did I do this week besides the couches? <laughs> Oh, I went in to give blood. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, they they turned me away, but not for anything I did. I'm a regular blood donor. I'm on like a two-month sketch, and I came in for my regular appointment, and they tried to take my blood. And the nurse that was doing it, like, accidentally, she pulled it out too far when she was setting the needle in, and then it got an air pocket. And so you can't do that. So they had to send me away um, to come back soon. So I have to make another appointment for that. But um, that was the same day that we were shopping for couches. So my arm did hurt for mm. the whole time. <laughs> my my week was my week was good. It was good. We did Juneteenth. I had fun. I think I was a little bit overwhelmed that day just because I had so much to do yeah. because Juneteenth was also Father's Day this year. My brother's a new father, so I had to do stuff for that. And then I actually didn't end up seeing him at all that day. Really? Because he was supposed to come to the play with us. That was going to be his like Father's Day gift was that he came to this play with us. Um, but he had allergies that day and were, was like totally miserable, so he didn't come. Mm. But his gift is in the mail, so... Happy Father's Day, Danny. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Danny. Here's looking at you, kid. Here's looking at you, kid. Don't know what that's from. What's that from? Uh, Sablanca? I haven't seen that. It's a movie about <laughs> an old time film star 
falling in love with another old time film star, but things don't work and there's a plane and he leaves and he says, here's looking at you, kid, as he leaves. Probably. Probably. I actually buy that from what little I know of Casablanca. And one of the houses is white. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the movie that they watch in Sleepless in Seattle that Rosie O'Donnell and Meg Ryan know all the words to? And then in a different scene, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, like they're friends in that movie. They're all sitting at a table and he's like, what is it with women and this movie? And Rita Wilson explains the whole movie and she's like, and she's there. And she like cries. Um, Gone with the wind? Is it Gone with the wind? I don't know. Sleepless in Seattle is more of your thing. I know. I'm ashamed that I don't know the answer to this question. Wait, I'm going to. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind is a movie roughly the the same as like all the genres of like old yeller and stuff. It's it's uh, like prairie life. That's Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind mm -hmm. is, is a little slice of prairie life. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson <laughs> is in it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, and she's getting married to Rhett Butler. No, she's not getting married. She hates him, but then she doesn't hate him. Oh, an enemies to lovers. Yeah. I love that. Now I'm thinking I might be getting this confused with Pride and Prejudice. Mm, okay. Yeah. Gone with the Wind is, an, is a prairie version of Pride and Prejudice. There, I said it. Done. Check. In Sleepless in Seattle, they're talking about An Affair to Remember, oh. which I also haven't seen, but I assume that it's a movie about a tryst mm -hmm. between two people mm -hmm. who cross paths and they, they always remember their time together, and but they marry other people, and then they meet each other at the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building. I know that's true. Mm -hmm. I know that happens. Yeah. And then they, um, I think they get together at the end. Maybe. I feel like we need a new segment <laughs> where we make uneducated guesses about movie plots. I think we're in it now. And I think then watch the movies <laughs> and then update how, how right we were. Right we were. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're, <laughs> we've got. Gone with the Wind, An Affair to Remember, six <laughs> slash seven. <laughs> Sophie's <laughs> choice. <laughs> what else do we... Oh. Letters to Juliet. Letters to Juliet. I think that's all we that's did. too many movies to watch. That's well, we have to. God damn it. All right. Shell and Bond make wild accusations about movies. Part one. We need a theme song. <laughs> Shell and Bond. Shell and Bond. Making wild accusations about, about the movies, movies they watch. They watch. But it's they haven't watched. Not that they've watched. <laughs> Try again. Okay. Shell and Bond. Shell and Bond. <laughs> Making wild accusations about movies they haven't watched. <laughs> Love it. Uh -huh. 
We have an update. We have a really important and amazing update. I needed to know if Amanda Seyfried was in Letters to Juliet or if I was going crazy in all ends. And she is. Mm Mm-hmm. And she plays a character named Sophie. (laughs) That's why you thought it was Sophie's choice. Because she was choosing between two men. (laughs) Sophie was choosing. I can't... uh. And she, it, the, the rest of the plot is there of the, what I thought Sophie's choice was and why I thought Meryl Streep was in it. And oh my God. This is so funny. I just thought Sophie's choice was letters to Julia and it had Meryl Streep in it. God. I hate how Hollywood always just remakes movies. I think I can't believe we're getting another Sophie's Choice. I think I genuinely thought, and I just looked it up, and in Mamma Mia with Amanda Seyfried and Meryl Streep, Amanda also plays someone named Sophie. Mm -hmm. So I think I just got it all confused, you guys. (laughs) There were so many movies. So many names. So many names. And yet, how are the names all Sophie? They're all the names are Sophie. <laughs> I can't get over this. I, w- I will never get over this. this I'm not going to live it down. This I'm gonna, is so funny. I'm going to talk about this for decades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Letters to Juliet. Pick a different name for your protagonist, man. I'm just saying. Sophia. Yeah. Even. No more movies should have a Sophie in them. No, we're going to retire that name like we retire jersey numbers. Yeah. Okay? Meryl did it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yep. You can no longer have a Sophie in your movie. That's right. Sorry. Sophie is fine. Sophie is great. Yeah. We have to move away from this. The entire episode can't be about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't be about my dumb, dumb. No, but you know we're going to make <sighs> callback jokes about it. I know. Forever. I'm, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I'm prepared. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Because if I have to choose between not making callback jokes about Sophie's choice and making callback jokes about Sophie's choice, it's actually not going to be Sophie's choice because it's really, really easy. <laughs> uh, already starting. Let's check in with our challenger. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) We had a challenger from Marley when she was here, Mm -hmm. sitting in the chair that I am now sitting in. Suck it, Marley. You've been replaced. Marley. (laughs) But thanks for coming on the podcast. So our challenger from Marley was to ask the other person what is bothering them the most currently and ask how we can help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did it. We did. Yeah. We didn't fail. Suck it, Bree. Suck it, Bree. Bree's not here. Bree isn't here. Yeah. But we did it. And I think it went well. I think so too. Yeah, I felt heard. We didn't really, we weren't really able to do, like Marley was saying that like her and Brian will ask each other and then Brian will like physically offer to be like, I can do the laundry while you get those things done or whatever. Like the things that we needed help with or that were bothering us seemed to be more like, 
I just need a place to put this frustration energy Mm -hmm. and I just want to be heard um, and then maybe make suggestions on how we might navigate that ourselves. Yeah. Which I I mean, I think is roughly pretty similar to like what we already do for each other as friends, but setting aside a dedicated time that like, this is what we're doing. I I don't think that that was the intention to like set aside a time to do it, but we are kind of bad at, we're bad at doing challenges. Setting aside time. Set aside time. Yeah. So we set aside a time and like knowing that this is you talking about something and me being able to ask like how I can help with that without feeling like I'm intruding or, or anything was, it was nice because even if I couldn't do anything to help, it, it felt like I wasn't offering like unsolicited advice or like I, one of those situations where I wasn't sure if I should just listen or listen and offer some advice. So I don't know. I just, yeah. Like what do you out. want? Uh, do you want help with this? Do you want to just listen? Like the question of like, what do you want from this conversation? Or are you just looking to vent? was kind of removed yeah. from it, which was helpful. I think. Yeah. yeah. Because th- that's a good question to ask for sure. But it's also when you have regular conversations or venting sessions with a friend, it's, it almost feels like you need to have unspokenly moved past that question where you just kind of get a sense of it. And for the most part, we do have a pretty good sense of like, this is where we offer suggestions or this is where we just listen. But sometimes I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> totally. I feel the same way because I don't want to overstep. Yeah. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable or like I've closed off the venting session and I'm not listening to listen. I'm listening to help. And I didn't. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was like, oh, this is the time when we talk about things we need help with. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really nice. Yeah, I agree. I would like to do that more. I would too. So thanks, Marley. Thanks, Marley. Um, And I thought, (laughs) because I'm selfish Mm -hmm. and a dick and I want all time to be given to me. Yeah. uh, I thought that we could go from here into a Bond Needs Advice segment. Yes. Um, Do you need advice? I do. Oh. Kind of. Maybe. Hey. (laughs) Uh, let me just adjust myself. You need to get in your advice giving position. Yeah. It's very similar to my other position. It's just with less back pain. Oh, good. <laughs> I want you to be so comfortable as you listen and give me advice. What advice do you need, my friend? Okay. Wait, do we have a song for this? No. God damn it. <laughs> Here, I'm going to give you a... Mm. Bonnet Shell need advice. They're both pretty dumb and need advice. Bonnet Shell need advice because they're idiots who need advice. I love it. It's perfect. I feel seen. <laughs> All right. So I'm an idiot and I need advice. Okay, great. I, uh, I am trying. Okay. I don't have any interest in dating right now. Great. Zero interest. I don't want to be on an app. I don't want to be open to meeting people in the real world. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Outside of this podcast, right? You're not absolutely outside of this podcast. This is the only dating scenario I'm comfortable (laughs) with. I was like, oh no, is the podcast over? It's over. Bye. (laughs) 
Um, I, I hate dating. It's so much work. It's so exhausting. I don't want to waste my time. Mm. I hate everything about it. Yeah. Mm. Do I maybe have a crush on somebody? Maybe. And it has been so long since I have actually dated anyone Mm -hmm. that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And my question to you is this. You have a friendship with somebody, but you are kind of interested in maybe making that more. Mm. But you don't want to risk the friendship because as an adult, friends are so hard to come by. Yeah, And honestly, friendship relationships are more important to me than romantic relationships at this time in my life. Because to me, that's a, that's a forever thing. Friendship relationships are a forever thing. Yeah. Romantic relationships, there is no guarantee of that being a forever thing. <sighs> you came to the wrong person's <laughs> body. Shelly, we sang a song. Give me advice. <laughs> well, did you not hear the part where they're both idiots? Yeah. Okay, give me idiot advice. Well, here's where I'm coming from. Though I have done this once mm-hmm. in my life. I have had a crush. Well, okay, I've not just had a crush on a friend once. How many times have you had a crush on a friend? Well, all right. We got, let's, let's take name, it back. Now, y'all. I'm going to name names. Oh, I'm not shit. a coward. Oh, shit. I didn't have a lot of guy friends in elementary school, so I can't confidently say that I had crushes on my guy friends in mm-hmm. elementary school. Middle school, we had Doug. Doug. I had a crush on Doug. Congrats, Doug. Uh, congrats, Doug. And I'm pretty sure he had a crush on me too, but no one said anything. And then he started dating, I think her name was Bailey, but not neighbor Bailey. Oh my God. Doug and Bailey? Yeah. When it could have been Doug and Shelly? I know. Wow. It's fine. It's fine. This is what I'm saying. When people have crushes on you, they need to email us at mm-hmm. everybodyshipsus at gmail.com yeah. and we will hook it up so the Doug Bailey situation never happens never again. Never happens again. Yeah. Uh, it'd be one thing if they ended up together, but they didn't. Oh my God. Also, what I, a waste. I didn't want to end up with Doug either. All right. We had Doug. Then Daniel. Then Alec. Then Preston. You had a Preston too? Preston too. Oh, cute. I didn't know that. I just saw his um, Instagram post today. He went to Fire Island. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there was Joe. Then Charles. Yep. And that's kind of where that ended. Okay. Um, I stopped having crushes on friends, but I also didn't have a lot of guy friends. And then I became queer and then I just was already friends with people. I didn't want to have crushes on them. Yeah. But you don't always get to choose that. No, you don't always get to choose that. But I think I'm better at separating it with women for some reason. Okay. Probably because it's not compet. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we're used to just uh, tamping down our crushes on our female yeah, friends. Really, we've done it our entire lives. <laughs> I can just be like, oh, I just, I just am really good friends with her. That's and that's and then my brain thinks so. But the one time it worked, where I kind of transitioned from friend to uh, more than friends with a person was with Charles and it was I was not going into the friendship hoping to be friends and then something developed into more I went into the friendship with a crush on him okay became friends with him while I had a crush on him and then 
kind of pushed it to be not pushed it, but did did the work. I did the chasing a little uh-huh, bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. You put in the effort. I put in the effort. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how to help or, or do anything. Because I'm not coming in like this person was my friend before I had a crush on them. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing is though, like the first time we hung out one-on-one, well, the, the reason why I didn't have a crush on them was because they were in a relationship and it's really easy for me to not have crushes on people when they're in relationships. Yeah. Cause I just, that's not attractive to me. I mean, it is as a like human to human attraction, but like not, I don't want to bang people in relationships. Yeah. Okay. That's a boundary it. for me. <laughs> And, um, and I, but the first time that we hung out one-on-one after this person was out of a relationship, I left that hangout going, I think I'm kind of in love with that person, Mm -hmm. but like not in a romantic way, but yes, in a romantic way, it just felt like, like the, the, there was a pull towards that person. I was like, I just really love this person, but not just love. I think I'm in love with this person, but so deeply that it doesn't manifest in like the attraction thing or the butterflies or whatever. It's like a soul connection. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, sometimes I have that with friends. Um, This one felt a little bit different than the ones I have with friends. So I was just like, well, that's a thing. I don't, I don't have space for that. And I don't want to deal with that, but I will write this ridiculous poem because I just need to get all of those feelings out and then I'm fine. And I was, Um, and we've hung out since then. We've like talked on the phone and stuff. And every time I talk to them, it's like, I think this person and I could be really, really good together. I just don't know if the timing's right. And I don't know if I want to do anything about it, but I also can't not do anything about anything forever. Like I can't just, I can't just never date any other person (laughs) just because I'm scared. You can. Should you? Probably not. Mm, mm -hmm. But you, you could. You have that option. Just know that. Yeah. Okay. So what exactly, what are you looking to get out of my advice? What are you hoping for? I'm okay. Yes. The question that we didn't have to ask earlier, but now we're asking. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good question. Here's what I want. I want you to tell me if I, okay. If I decided that this was something that I wanted from this person, like I wanted to see if a relationship could happen mm-hmm. with this person. I want you to tell me how to do that how to say it and what method to say it mm-hmm. and how to make it so that it has the least repercussions on the friendship if they're not into it. Okay. I can do that. I think. Okay. I can have um, fully unformed thoughts about this Love it. that I give to you as advice. Mm-hmm. You just do it. You just say, Hey, Hey, my friend in I- person. It doesn't have to be in person. Definitely not over text though. Probably <laughs> like voice to voice at the very least. What about like a, a pre-recorded voice message? You know, you can send. Would you like that? Would you like them to have that? No. They just be able to hold on to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like that might not be the choice. Damn it. Okay. But you just say, hey, my friend, um, here's something for you. I think I like you and I'm still figuring out my feelings about that. Uh, but I think it's in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I wanted to tell you and, you know, no pressure to, to like me back or anything, but I feel like it was important for me to, to tell you. And if you don't feel the same way, then that's great. And then I can figure out what, what to do with these feelings or something like that. Yeah. Something where it's like, I just need to tell you, I don't expect anything back. Yeah. But then after I say that, I will be anxious mm-hmm. until they do say something back. Even yes. if it's no, I just need, I don't want there to be any space in between the time I say it and the time I know what their answer is. Ooh. Even yeah. though I know I have to give them time. Yeah. Probably. But I think that would also, imp- that would imply like a, let me know if you like me back kind of thing. So yeah, I just don't know don't if that's that. the way that you would want to phrase it. Like, hi, my friend, I think, I think I like you. Do you like me? Check yes or no. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. You could do that. I've done it before and I'll do it again. <laughs> I've read your 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 journal. <laughs> you haven't read all of it. No, I haven't. Can't wait to though. It's juicy though. I bet. I have a list of guys who I liked throughout all my grades, mm-hmm. like K through 12, and a list of guys who liked me side by side in like two columns. I haven't changed at all. No, that's that's great. We don't we don't always need to grow. No, <laughs> no, we're not looking to grow. If it's harmless, sometimes it's fine. We just want to vibe. Sometimes we just want to vibe and know who likes us. Yeah. So email us at <laughs> everybodyshipsus@gmail.com. I do. Now that I'm saying this, I feel like it's gonna feel to people listening that I wanted people to email because I wanted that person to say, but that's not what I was looking no, for. No. I wasn't looking for secret confirmation of that person's secret crush on me. I was looking for general confirmation across my entire life. Now, if that person emailed us mm-hmm. at everybody ships us at gmail.com. Everybody ships us at gmail.com. Everybody ships us at gmail.com. What would you do? What would I do? I would have my answer. But what would you do with it? I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if the timing's right. Mm. Because I'm healing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, as I started this and saying, I don't want to date ever and I hate it all. It's because I'm healing. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from a real place of trauma. Yeah, so I I think I need to like, it's not to say you can't heal when you're in a relationship or anything. The thing is, if if we were to try it out, I feel like it would be like a dating to see if we fit for a relationship mm-hmm. or or we wouldn't try that at all. Mm. We wouldn't touch that at all because... Because of the soul connection. Yeah. You know, I'm fine to date people just for the sake of dating people. Morally, I'm fine with that. Um, with this particular human, I just don't think that that's really what it would be. I think I'm I'm just curious because there's kind of this, these separations in your brain of like my feelings that are developing for this person and my like not wanting to be in a relationship, including with this person. Well, I said I don't want to date. Ah, that's it. Damn. But do I want to be in a relationship either? I don't know, man. It's all scary. It all has trauma wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm scared and I don't want 
the scared part to stop me from doing it, but, um, but it is stopping me currently from <laughs> doing the steps that could possibly lead to it. <laughs> yes, I agree. Which is, it's hard to not have that happen. And when you're afraid of something, it's hard to just be like, all right, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. I'm still scared of birds, man. Well, yeah. Because I, I, it's hard. I can't just be like, I'm not afraid of birds anymore. However, I think I, I can't stop my fear from bir- of birds without interacting with a bird, you know? Yeah, that's true. I can only do so much on my end before without. I actually have to go into the lorikeet landing and let a bird <laughs> land on my arm while I give it nectar. <laughs> have you done that? I have. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. But the more I do it, maybe the less scary it will be the next time I do it. I, I, I think that this kind of goes back to what we talked about um, with a sister and Brie. Doing work on your own, on yourself, especially in the, the realm of relationships, is important. But you're never really going to know if you've healed there in that area until you are in it and actively working on it there as well. Yeah. You just saying that makes like it does help. And it also like gives me the (laughs) like the the idea of being in a relationship is also really terrifying. Yeah. I'm also avoiding it. (laughs) too. I can tell you this stuff. This is stuff that you already know. I know. But but you don't listen to it when you, you, you say it to yourself. No, I don't listen to it when I say it to myself. But if you were to say it back to me, I'd be like, all right, I guess I have to at least acknowledge that it's been said. (laughs) (laughs) Should I say it back to you? Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, this is the thing. I don't think I would be ready for it either. If I didn't have somebody that like is just sort of piquing my interest. Well, yeah, at all. I think that's how you are ready for it. The fact that my interest has been piqued Mm -hmm. means that I might. I guess that's true. That's true. Okay. Advised. Boom. Advised. I guess that's a word already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that got uncomfy for me. Um, Let's do another deep ass question (laughs) after the break. Questions that lead to love. Thirty-six questions that lead to love. We're gonna get to know our favorite things. Find out if we wanna bang. Thirty-six questions that lead to love. Yeah. Really threw me into the fire there. That's right. Dang. Gotta be ready. All right. And you were. I was. You stepped up to the plate. All right. We are on. Question 14. 14? Mm-hmm. We're chugging away. We're chugging right along. Uh, we're not halfway through yet, but no. we're getting close. We are getting close. Yeah, we're in set two of three. What happens when we get to the end, but we're like, I'm sorry, if we get to the end, but we're, we are not in love? Like, what happens? Well, maybe we have to redefine love. Hmm? 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 Isn't that what we're doing with this here podcast? Bam. 
Suck it, everyone. Suck it, everyone. We're doing it. We're changing your minds. Changing your motherfucking minds. All right. Question 14. Yes. Oh, wait. Are you in love with me? No. Okay. So, oh, that was too. Um, let me think about it. No. Just say it, Shelly. <laughs> Just say it already. Are you in love with me or not? I'm not. I'm in love with the other person I wrote a letter to. <laughs> That's my choice. Uh, are you in love with me? No. Yeah. No. That's fine. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. It is what it is for now. For now. But let's see if this question changes that. That's right. Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Maybe I should have read those questions separately. I'm going to read the first question and then we'll follow up with the second okay. question. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? I mean, yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of things that I've dreamed of doing for a long time. What? Traveling the globe. Oh, the globe. I mean, not like the whole globe. I don't want to go to like Antarctica, but... Top five places you want to go to. It's binding. Oh go five God. to one. <laughs> no. Don't pineapple this, man. <laughs> if I don't say these locations, can I not go to them? No, you can still go, okay. but it's it's your desire to go to that's binding. <laughs> All right. Number five. Now I've forgotten every country that's yeah. ever existed. Spain. Great. I want to go to Spain. Yep. Four. Italy. Yep. Three. Japan. Two. Korea. One. Greece. Nice list. Thank you. It's a great list. Thank you so much. Love that. Are you going to relive the plot of Mamma Mia when you go to Greece? Uh, yes. The plot of Mamma Mia, Letters to Juliet, Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. Great. <laughs> I know that this is not necessarily the thing that you want to do, but top five places, five to one. Go. Oh, um, okay. Five. Five to one. Five. Paris, Texas. <laughs> Are you doing this for the meme? No. <laughs> you really want to go to Paris, Texas? No, I'm doing it for the meme. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Four. <laughs> uh, Paris, France. <laughs> Three. Barcelona. Two. Greece. One. Tokyo. Nice. Nice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Check. Check. Uh, so that's one of the things I, I've dreamed of doing is uh -huh. traveling, traveling to places that I haven't seen before. I've dreamed of being in a movie. I've dreamed of writing an album. I've dreamed, I've dreamed of a lot of, I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Mm -hmm. When hope was high and life worth living. Yeah. I dreamed that love would never die. But <laughs> Sophie was gone when autumn came. <laughs> Did I skip a verse? I don't remember. I dreamed that God would be forgiving. Oh. But the tigers come at night. Yeah, you, you skipped a lot of verses. Actually. I skipped so much. <laughs> With the voices of the thunder. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried is also in that. <laughs> I can't escape her. <laughs> As for, I'm guessing the follow-up question, why not? Yes. Why haven't you done it? Well, since I've named a few things, there's probably a few different reasons. I think that, but the main thing it can be boiled down to is inertia, I guess. 
to do any of those things requires me to take on a lot more than I am currently taking on, whether it be taking on more jobs to make more money so I can save up to travel or finding a, a program in which I could travel, but you know, doing things that qualify me for the program being in a movie requires, you know, auditioning for things and like putting myself out there, writing an album requires sitting down and taking time to put my thoughts into words. And I am not good with that. I'm not good with pushing myself outside of my current station. I, a lot of the opportunities that I've gotten have come to me. I haven't sought them out. I don't want to say I'm not driven. I am, I think, more afraid, though, than Mm -hmm. I am driven. I'm more afraid to be driven, more afraid to drive. What, What are you afraid of, if you know? That my dreams are not achievable. If I don't try to achieve them, then they they are they are still dreams, but things that I could maybe have done. I could look back at my life and been like, I could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to find out that I could not have been a contender. Right, right. Because then it's a definite. If it's if you never try, you always have the question there, and it's like a possibility. But once you try, you get the rejection or the acceptance. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a, a recurring theme with a lot of things in my life. It's the reason I don't talk about like controversial things with people that I don't know where they stand on. I, I just want to assume that we are in the same place or, or we think the same way. Um, it's what I call the Santa Claus effect. If you just never go looking to prove that Santa Claus exists or doesn't exist, can go on believing mm-hmm. that Santa Claus exists. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and so I do that with a lot of my life is I just, if I don't go chasing those dreams that I have and hoping that someday they just happen, then someday they could just happen. Versus mm-hmm. if I chase those dreams and they can't happen, then I don't have those dreams anymore. Right. Right. Although the dreams that you just listed, the being in a movie and writing an album the writing of the album if that's the goal you don't have to wait on somebody else's approval to write it no you know what I mean like if if it's about like getting it out there that's a different thing than writing the album well I mean I don't want to just write it and have it for myself I feel like I want excuse me I want to write a good album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to make good music and then music people would want to listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's easier to say just writing an album. Yeah, write an album. Yeah. I want to write the best album that's ever existed. Ah, that might be a little less achievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like even if you are scared to attack the thing head on, you're still sort of positioning yourself around them so that when you are ready, you have an avenue. Yeah. Like I kind of still see that. Yeah. I don't um, like have dreams that I don't ever want to do anything with. I don't just look at them and go, look at that thing over there. I want to go to that thing and continue sitting there. Mm -hmm. I just don't run head first to like, creep up on it yeah and if I don't 
actually get there, then it's fine because I wasn't actually going. I for wasn't it. going there. No, I was. I was going. I was uh, this that way. This, I wanted to be here. Actually, this is this mm. is where I wanted to end up. Yeah. No, I wasn't trying for that that <laughs> other thing. How embarrassing would that be? It would be so be so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. So. Woo. <laughs> 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 I'm like basically those those guys that like like hey beautiful. Um, you just like, you, you seem like really cool. And like, I, I just, um, love your number. And you're like, sorry, I'm not looking to date anyone. They're like, I wasn't saying I was going to date you. No. You think I want to date you? Look oh at you. God. Look at me. Oh I don't want to date God. you. You're a one out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> Cause that is where that goes. Yeah, it is. That is where that goes. Actually, I'm not those guys. Cause I don't even, I don't even, I don't even approach the. Like, you just circle. Different. Yeah, I'm just like hoping that to make eye contact uh-huh. and then have them approach me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my answer. <laughs> I forgot the question, so I can't is, ask it back. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? <laughs> I'm at an interesting place in my life where I don't know what my dreams are. Mm. Like I was really specific about them when I was in school and then... Right after school, I had a couple years of like floating and trying to pursue those dreams, but also trying to make money. And then the pandemic hit and nothing could be done at all. And then I was like, why do I even want this? <laughs> because we all went real inward. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I want this because I love this, the work of this, or do I want this because I want actually approval or consistency or validation or like any of that stuff. And I think I'm still exploring those questions. And then after that, I will sort of reorient myself around those dreams that I have because I I am a person who dreams of things, who wants to create and wants to reach for something. Um, but I'm at a weird place where I, I'm, I don't know what to reach for. And I also don't know what it's like not to reach for anything. Mm. So I'm kind of not, and it's a little bit intentional, but it's also like just sort of a holding pattern. I get that actually. To you? Yeah. Uh, and why haven't I done it? Yes. Um, well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was built into the answer. Built into the answer. Although, like, there, there are things that I really enjoy doing, and I'm finding out even more different things I enjoy doing. And I'm sort of discovering things that, like, oh, this might not have been a dream two years ago, and now it is. Like, this podcast, I love doing it so much. I have so much fun, and I want this to be a self-sustaining thing. Like, yeah. I want, I want to be able to have live shows, I want a tour. Like I have dreams related to doing this thing with you that actually is just like investing in our friendship mm-hmm. and just sticking recording equipment uh, in front of us <laughs> as we do it. But it's so fun to be so vulnerable and so honest in the arms of somebody who I know holds me in that space. And I want more of that. So I've been just sort of following that thread. We'll see how that goes. Help uh, fund Bonnie's dream. Uh, my Venmo is <laughs> Shelly Dash Norfleet. Uh, it's S H E L L E Y Dash N O R F L E E T. 
Don't Venmo me. Don't Venmo <laughs> Shelly, because instead of doing that, you could just tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't mean for this to be like a, a help us, but like it does help. Yeah. It does help to tell other people about this thing we're doing. Um, With your previous dreams that yeah. you, you had um, before pandemic crisis, were you, when you did projects, mm-hmm. were they stepping stones to achieve your ultimate dream or was each project its own little dream? Well, that's a good question because I had a web series that I wrote in its entirety with my friend Christian Schmidt called Annabelle. And we wrote 20 episodes of this thing. And that started as a writing project in my screenwriting class of just writing a comedy scene. And I wrote it and I was like, this is fun. And then I was like, I could film this if I like built back like a backstory of how these characters became friends and then I did that and then I continued building that and I was like oh I really like writing this world and then I kept writing that because I wanted to complete the story arc and I was like this will be fun because this will like I need filmed projects so that I can have a reel so that I can get cast in other things and Along the way, it became its own dream that I was like, I really, really love these people and these characters. And I love the weird little world we created. So like they be, they were at first like, this is a stepping stone. And then it became its own little dream. And then that dream got dead in the water, which is <laughs> another conversation. But it's fine. Things don't work out all the time. It It is good material. And I actually do think that I will film scenes of it for said real project. But as far as getting it made now, I don't think that's going to happen. And that's fine with me, honestly. Hmm. So does that answer your question? It does. I mean, my question was to kind of inform my next question, which is um, when, well, like saying that you aren't really sure what your dream is, your ultimate dream what would that does that stop you from doing smaller things, dreaming up smaller mm. projects? Kind of. I guess it's just in a different realm. I would love to do more short films. I would love to do more short, bite-sized projects rather than taking on something so huge. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. And it would help me get the ball rolling again on some of those dreams that I have or that I had before the pandemic that I'm still trying to figure out if those are true still. Yeah. But there's also, the, uh, this goes to why haven't I done it? D- making short films and making, like being in a community that will do that kind of stuff. Now that the pandemic has happened, a lot of my community has moved away or started something different with their lives because being an artist is not self-sustaining during a literal pandemic. Mm. And so I don't have the same kind of people around me that would be down to just do stuff. Yeah. And I'm getting older and I have less time to do some of that stuff for no money. So I don't know. It's I'm renegotiating what those things are every day and trying to support my mental health and my mental journey throughout all of it. And it's a pendulum swinging wildly back and forth. It's just such a hard choice yeah. to make. It's a it's a hard decision. Feels like Sophie's choice. 
We were having a nice conversation, Bonnie. And we're still having one. (laughs) (laughs) Oy vey. I will say as these um, questions continue, we just end up like we do end up peeling away another layer of ourselves that like I feel like this is something I peripherally knew was happening with you, Mm -hmm. but not like something that we would really find an opportunity to discuss. That's true. We've never really talked about that. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. What do you think about that? All of the stuff that I just said, do you have opinions on that? I mean, not really like opinions because it's just a journey, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and it's not like, it doesn't sound like, Oh no, Bonnie's lost all hope and all drive and she doesn't dream anymore. Um, it it sounds like this is just the part of the journey that you're on right now. It's it is a little bit interesting though, because my overall image of you, you've been very like pushed forward in my goals and and where I like want to be. I, I see it and I can get there if I do X, Y, and Z. That hasn't changed after finding this out. Like it doesn't feel like that's changed at all. Yeah. Um you just feel like you are continuing to move forward. You just don't know where it's going. Yeah. It's like, it's just sort of a nonlinear part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I, I vibe with that. That makes sense to me. Nice. I'm glad it doesn't change your opinion of me. I also am trying to figure out if I even need that, the image of that to be true still too, <laughs> you know? But I, I mean, that does, it's just sort of a fundamental part of who you are, right? Yeah. Whether or I mean, not you're just like going to do something. Yeah. It 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 was never a, a thing that I was like, Bonnie's not Bonnie if she's not moving forward. It was just something that I had like observed yeah. of you and yeah. it still feels true. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, man. This was a fun conversation. I I know that right now we're in that what's going to happen part of our life. I do have this feeling though, that like it's all going to work out really well. And we're going to kind of be maybe not exactly where we picture ourselves when we were younger, um, but in a place that's like really good and we are doing things that we love to do. And like, it just feels pretty far because we're, we're still really young. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we don't have, we don't know what steps it takes to get there, but I I just, I feel like it's going to happen. I think it is too. And I actually am really encouraged to hear you say that. Just that you are optimistic about that. Yeah. That, I like that a lot. For a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can see ourselves at some point in the future, looking back on our lives, our 20s and our 30s and telling people that like we didn't think we'd, make it to where we were. Yeah. You know, I could see us being Dax Shepherds, basically. Oh, look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> look at us. We're amazing. Now we're choosing between all the men and women who would love to date us. It's an impossible choice. Impossible choice. <laughs> well, we have zero time left. No, we have negative time. We left. have negative time left. Um, are you in love with me? A little bit more, actually. Really? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I and too. I feel like, like soul in love with you a little bit more. Yes. See, you get it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I love you. I'm not in love with you, but I do love you so much. Oh. 
So fine. much. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so much. I would choose you. <laughs> no, I don't choose you. You wouldn't. Who does she choose? You have to watch the I movie. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, there's no good choice. <sighs> In either situation, the child doesn't, they don't, it's not a good choice, but she does make one. Oh, wow. Bam. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And which sofa will we choose? <laughs> Find out. Find out next time <laughs> on Everybody Ships Everybody Us. Ships Us. Hey, um, if you really want to tell Shelly how offensive that joke was, mm. email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com and we'll maybe read it on Mail with Jeremy. <laughs> uh, please, please call me out. I Listen, I know. I know. Um, and I'm sorry. And it was an honest mistake, and then it became a less honest joke. Uh, <laughs> and that's what you can call it. Yeah, out yeah, on. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for coming to the living room, Shelly. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. But we're not dating at all. Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelly Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.